Hi everyone, welcome to OCBC Insights, our podcast discussing the latest economic trends and developments. My name is Izian, an analyst from OCBC's credit research team. Since the outbreak of COVID-19, OCBC Credit Research had been spending time going through our coverage to identify the impact on issuers. With COVID-19 being a developing situation, this is something that the team would be continuing to do so. We had spent time looking at the aviation sector, and today we turn our focus on the hospitality sector. The hospitality sector consists of three main issuers in the Singbon market, namely Escort Residence Trust, Fraser's Hospitality Trust and Shangri-La collectively with $2.6 billion of bonds and perpetuals outstanding. Given that the high asset quality, traditionally stable performance of hospitality assets owned by these issuers and manageable debt levels, we have held these names at high grade. Although the outbreak of COVID-19 globally have meant a need to relook at whether or not our high-grade view still holds true. Hospitality issuers in the same space are geographically diversified relative to other property asset owners. This is generally a strength, as market dynamics in one location could differ from other locations, which makes the overall portfolio more defensible against specific headwinds. However, this geographical benefit in our view is negated during this time, as the outbreak and possible recession is global in nature. With the restriction of international people movement and also within countries, occupancies across the globe has fallen sharply, with areas hit first by the virus seeing a faster fall. Certain cities globally are seeing single-digit hotel occupancies, while in Singapore, data from the Singapore Tourism Board shows that occupancy for February 2020 was barely half at 51%. A knock-on effect from low occupancy means that Revenue generation for hospitality issuers is uncertain for 2020, while the issuers continue to bear operating, administrative and financing costs. While we saw China's hotel occupancy gradually trending up in the past couple of weeks since the country started reopening, it is still significantly below usual levels. With income levels affected, this has a knock-on effect on interest coverage ratios and over the longer term, should the situation not subside, Asset valuations may take a hit, pushing up aggregate leverage ratios even if debt levels stay constant. Despite the negative implications, our analysis shows that all three hospitality issuers have buffers in place which in our view would help them tide over this challenging period, assuming the virus subsides or a medical solution is found, allowing the problem to be contained by year-end. Firstly, all three have manageable debt levels relative to the asset values, much of which remains unencumbered and can be sold or used to raise secured financing if need be. Secondly, all three have manageable short-term refinancing risks versus their cash balance and access to the bank debt market remains open. Thirdly, a couple of these issuers receive income from properties under master leases signed with credible master lessors, which provides a downside buffer especially for the interest service obligations on their senior debt. It is for these key reasons that we have kept them at neutral four, despite lowering two of the three issuer profiles. Neutral four is where we consider to be at the bottom end of high grade, despite the ongoing challenges. In October 2019, we upgraded our issuer profile on Escort Residence Trust 
to neutral three on the back of expectations that Escort's financial flexibility was enhanced given that it was going to be bigger as it was set to combine with Ascendus Hospitality Trust. Escort also owns highly marketable hospitality assets and would have seen the enlarged trust having an improved EBITDA interest coverage. However, as Escort's income generation has become increasingly uncertain, the assumption on interest coverage no longer holds true, while the marketability of hospitality assets has also been reduced. As such, we lowered our issuer profile on Escort to neutral fall earlier today, which also brings Escort in line with actions taken on other hospitality names. We expect Escort to lean heavily on its master leases during this time. Bulk of its standalone master leases, which represents about 25% of its standalone gross profit, has been signed with its sponsor, Capital Land. So effectively for this portion of income, the counterparty credit risk is with Capital Land. We think there is an increased likelihood that Escort will not call its 4.68% perpetual at first call in June 2020. This perpetual was priced five years ago. Firstly, if Escort were to raise a replacement perpetual, we think it may need to raise it at a higher cost compared to its recent past given the current more adverse fundraising environment. Secondly, while Escort has the ability to replace the perpetual with debt, it may want to conserve capital instead especially as its market cap has fallen 39% since the outbreak. There is value in leaving perpetuals as an equity buffer instead from the perspective of the issuer. Similarly, we had lowered our issuer profile on Fraser's Hospitality Trust to neutral fall, as we expect that occupancy at its properties would decrease and negatively impact Fraser's Hospitality's income generation. Fraser's Hospitality's four properties in Sydney and Melbourne contributes about 40% to its net property income and another 20% of its net property income come from two properties in Singapore, the Intercontinental Bugis and Fraser Service Suite. Unlike corporates, REITs don't tend to hold much cash on the balance sheet as 90% or more of their taxable income needs to be paid out for the REITs to enjoy tax transparency treatment by the tax authorities. This does not mean that REITs are obliged to pay out that much of dividends, but they typically do so under normal business conditions. Fraser's Hospitality's remaining properties are located in the UK, Japan, Malaysia and Germany, all of which had been hard hit by the virus outbreak. On the plus side, Fraser's Hospitality receives at a minimum 49 million sing per year on properties, which are master leased to entities linked to its sponsor, Fraser's Properties Limited. 49 million is enough to cover its interest expense and perpetual distributions by two times. Fraser's Hospitality holds a strong asset base with an unencumbered value of 2.2 billion based on the last valuation as at 30th September 2019, while refinancing risk is very minimal in the short term. Lastly, we have maintained the issuer profile of Shangri-La and Neutral 4, which is at the same level when we first initiated coverage of the company in April last year. Unlike many larger international hotel operators who have gone asset light, Shangri-La has an ownership stake in 78 hotel properties, which forms the bulk of the hotels it operates under the Shangri-La Hotel Gen and Carry brand names. The issuer also owns significant minority stakes in associates which hold investment properties including offices, shopping malls and residential properties for rent, largely in China. 
This includes a 50% stake in China World Trade Center connected to the Guomao subway station in Beijing. Adjusting for its effective stake, Shangri-La hotels were recorded at 5.8 billion US dollars on its books, but have a replacement cost of some 9.9 billion US dollars, indicating a good asset coverage for bondholders and is a credit positive in our view. Additionally, Shangri-La has a strong cash balance and undrawn committed lines, which we think is sufficient to cover one year of liquidity needs with cost-cutting measures put in place and even assuming minimal revenue generation from its hotels. Aside from shopping malls, which we view to be less resilient during this type of scenario, we continue to expect Shangri-La to receive dividends from its associates, which also hold offices and residential properties. It is also encouraging that retail outlets have started reopening in China, with shoppers slowly returning. While the hospitality sector is facing unprecedented challenges, we think the key issuers for this sector in the Sing bond market has sufficient buffers to tide them over in the short term. We hope you found this podcast useful and we will continue updating listeners with our views on topical issues concerning both markets and issuers under our coverage. Thank you. This has been a podcast from OCBC Bank. Follow us on Spotify for more episodes like the one you've just heard.